1: Byline Broadcast Network, also coming to you on Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick Sports. I am not Dan Patrick, however, as you can probably tell by the voice, I am Nick Eber, and it's great to be with you today. Uh, we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern, that would be Monday through Friday. So we've got a sort of a different show today. At some point uh, during the show, uh, uh, my regular co-host Nick Webster will be joining me for a few minutes. He's actually in transit right now, so uh, it can be challenging at times. But there are a number of things that have gone on in the world of football that relate specifically to the game in the United States that we're going to cover today. Now, if you listened last week... We had uh, Bob Caldwell, uh, the top football lawyer in America with Colasaran and Latham, on talking about some of the lawsuits going on. I know it sounds kind of dry and boring, but we had on, we discussed the solidarity payments, we discussed the U.S. Women's National Team suing U.S. Soccer Federation, and uh, we touched on a little bit on this NCAA mess, which has been brought to the forefront by these absolutely disgusting, entitled, super elite getting their kids into college by paying off coaches and the like, which is uh, just really shocking. I think we all agree. But there is another thing that has happened in the world of soccer. A letter was delivered with a 100 signatures from a 100 soccer clubs in America uh, to U.S. Soccer, to Major League Soccer, to CONMEBOL, to CONCACAF. Uh, Those are the two uh, governing regions in the Americas. Two, FIFA, specifically asking for FIFA's help in opening up the American soccer system. Via promotion and relegation That will be the discussion today folks It is a heated and charged discussion and debate I would love to hear from you 800-878-7529 That's 800-878-PLAY Do we need relegation in American soccer? Do we need it? Do we need it now? Let's talk Would it make you follow the game? Would you be more interested? Can you imagine an American professional league With promotion and relegation it would be revolutionary. All right, we're also going to talk about the FA Cup and the Premier League. I'll talk a little bit about some of the upcoming internationals. We've got a lot going on here today. Eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. History, soccer. I'm going to step aside, take a break. I will be right back after this. i like to have a nice smooth shave i do have a goatee i like to make sure the skin around it is nice and smooth and you know when you're using one of those disposable razors you never know what you're going to get you don't get a great shave i tell you i have found the solution to my shaving issues with harry's razors non-slip comfortable handle i think these are absolutely the best right now you could get a 13 dollars value trial set Comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip, a rich, lathering shave gel, a travel blade cover. You can get a $13 value trial set right now. Go to harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Go right now, harrys.com forward slash worldsoccer. Redeem your offer right now and let them know that I, Nick Gieber, sent you harrys.com forward slash world soccer to go get your Harry's Razors.
2: Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information.
0: And now today's Bob Evans foodie lesson, nostalgic eating. Did you know there's a strong link between sense and emotional memory? The smell of different foods can evoke vivid and detailed emotional memories of our past. For example, the scent of a deep-fried corn dog may remind us of a state fair in the summer. Because odor-evoked memories tend to be positive, the smell improves the mood and produces feelings of social connectedness. And now a word from Bob
3: Evans.
2: You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store.
0: Bob Evans
3: down on the farm. We alarm our houses and we alarm our cars. But when it comes to your personal information, it can be tough to know when something isn't right. That's where Discover Card can help. Now we'll send you an alert if we find your social security number on any one of thousands of risky websites. And this service is free for card members. Just sign up online. It's our way of looking out for you, not just your account. Learn more at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply.
1: All right, welcome back to Street Soccer. Nick Eber with you. Look, uh, we talk about uh, find yourself in a strange town. This is the jam, of course. But, you know, if you are a fan of the game anywhere else in the world and you look... At American Soccer, you're going to think you are indeed in a very strange town. In most of the world, achieving the top flight, the big leagues, the major leagues, the MLS, the NFL, the NBA, requires sporting achievement. Because in most parts of the world, the game is a pyramid, and in order to reach the top of the pyramid, you have to achieve on the pitch. It would be like uh, saying the one of the teams from the uh, AAF, if they work hard enough, they can join the NFL. Now we know that's never going to happen uh, because the NFL is a singular league. American football is by and large, a singular sport, meaning it's played basically in one country. Now, my Canadian friends uh, aside, there is, of course, the Canadian Football League. But, you know, it is not a global phenomenon. You're not going to go to England, France, Germany, uh, Argentina. You're not going to go to Tibet or Mongolia or China, and you find American football being played because it is – I mean, they may watch it. Uh, it may be kind of a laugh, a lark, but – but you're not going to find top-level professional American football leagues in these countries like we have here. Similarly, the NBA is such a behemoth in and of itself. Uh, the best basketball players in the world play in the NBA. And, yeah, there are certainly professional leagues in other parts of the world, but are none quite so large and imposing as the NBA. And one can say the same thing about Major League Baseball. It would be like saying a tiered system – similar to world football, would be like saying, like here in Las Vegas, we have our AAA ball club. They're now called the Aviators. They used to be called the Las Vegas 51s. It's like saying, well, if they ended their season last year at the top of their division, they could uh, get promoted to uh, MLB and play against the Yankees or the Dodgers next year. Uh, do we have Nick Webster? Let's bring Nick Webster on.
4: Nick. Mr. Geber, how are you?
1: Well, Nick, uh, nice to have you uh, with me today. Uh, A nice surprise. The discussion today, promotion and relegation, of course. So a hundred teams, a hundred minor league soccer teams have written a letter to uh, Carlos Cordero, the head of U.S. soccer, and also to FIFA president Gianni Infantino, imploring, demanding that FIFA impose its regulations on American soccer and open up the system. Uh, Nick Webster, what are your thoughts of that?
4: Well, FIFA, if there's uh, any money to be had, I'm sure they're going to be fully behind the idea. Uh, The interesting thing for me, though, Cordero is very in with uh, the FIFA hobnobs. And as we know, MLS is this single entity system that has no desire whatsoever to become embroiled in this pesky relegation business especially when there's a chance to lose a ton of money that you've already invested in your club. So, unfortunately, it may happen in the lower divisions here in the U.S., in USL and uh, MPSL, APSL, you name it, it's an alphabet soup of leagues. But unfortunately, I don't think FIFA has the cojones to make that happen here in the U.S. I mean, remember, the U.S. got the World Cup in 1994 on condition of having a league up and running. That didn't happen until two years later. So that shows you how much U.S. soccer thinks of FIFA's power here in North America.
1: Well, that's true, Nick. But on the other hand, um, if you look at this, if you look at this situation, it is such an unfortunate system and such an unfair system. And look, we can look and we can say we know how we got here. And And I think if you look at the way we got here, no one in their right mind can say that it is unreasonable. Uh, there was no tier one professional league here. It took an enormous amount of investment from a lot of very committed people to plow money in, lose money year over year, and build this puppy. So I think that to say, you know, from the get go we should have had a tiered system, uh, that's clearly unreasonable and, and, and uh, just, well, unreasonable would be the word. But we've reached a point now where the system is a closed system. And as such, I think it's really affecting the growth of the game overall. Not at the very top of the pyramid, because, you know, listen, if you're at the top, it's great. But on all the way down the pyramid, and what I'm suggesting is that... The intrinsic value of a Major League Soccer franchise is your asset value. The fact that you could have bought one for $20 million 10 years ago, now they're selling for $200 million. That money goes into the coffers of Major League Soccer, and because it's a, a single entity, essentially belongs to all of the people that have invested up to that part. Now, in many parts of the world, it, many legal minds might look at that and say, that's a pyramid scheme, and you can't. Blow the pyramid scheme open and say you bought in for two hundred million dollars, but you know uh, Crossfire FC or you know one of the teams involved in this lawsuit, which in particular uh, let's get, let me give you a name here, uh, Stockdale FC of the MPSL, are going to work their way up and, and and join the heady ranks of the two hundred million dollar club. That's the way it should work. But you're right, Nick. The vested interests, the vested money interests are going to fight that. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Ray, welcome to the show. What are your thoughts? Do Hello? we have Ray? Yeah, hey, yeah. Ray, welcome to the show.
5: Oh, okay. Uh, I would I just like to say that I think this uh, uh, lawsuit, is uh, the premise is wrong anyways. They say that they're, they, they, they need to do this to occur to make money, to become profitable. But according to Stefan Szymanski, in an open market system, the vast majority of club teams do not make money. And actually, it's a bad thing if a club team makes money and is profitable. I personally think, uh, and not only that, I think it would devastate the existing franchise value uh, when it comes to franchise appreciation value. Because I think eventually, I think what they're trying to do is invest into these club teams and sell them at a profit. Um, If you look at every other major sport, that's how uh, owners make the biggest chunk of their money in traditional American sports. And I believe that the American sports pyramid uh, in soccer is going to look a lot like Major League Baseball.
1: Uh, Interesting. Going to look a lot like Major League Baseball. You know, I, I, I would... Hazard a guess that you've probably nailed it. If there's one model in American sports to look at, it probably is Major League Baseball. Uh, but we're going to have movement up and down within the, you know, the A, AA, A tiers of the minor league side of the game. But the Major League side will stay uh, a, a closed system. However, that is in direct violation of FIFA statutes, Ray. That's the problem.
5: Yeah, we but we're not the only country that violates that policy. And to be honest, we can do whatever we want because it's it's very interesting how the American soccer fan believes that FIFA is against them, but it's corrupt American dollars that has been running this region forever. Uh, to think that uh, Chuck Blazer was the only American who was handed his cookie jar—you're completely lying. Yourself, and we have the GDP, and we have the uh, economic backing to dictate any policy we'd like.
1: Well, I don't necessarily agree with that, and I and I don't think you're correct. I actually think the long term will see promotion relegation all the way to the top. I think there's going to be a very long runway for it, though, uh, probably long after MLS has capped out at however many teams it is they want to cap out at. Whether it's you know 40 Nick, or uh, 30, what what is but, that uh, going to
5: do for? What is that going to do for franchise appreciation? We're already upside down.
1: Well, that's the point. The the, the point is, it is a Ponzi scheme, Ray.
5: Right. It is a Ponzi scheme
1: because there is no value. There is no real value. Most Most of these clubs lose money. Most of these clubs are not worth that much money. Generally, the value of a professional soccer team comes from its broadcast right values. And uh, it's nominal, to say the least, in Major League Soccer. I think it was something like ninety million dollars was the entire package. Hey, we've got to go to break. When we come back, uh, we're going to discuss this topic some more. Nick Eber, Nick Webster, thanks a lot. Speaking to Ray in Wisconsin. Anyway, uh, we will be right back after this.
3: Call the Debt Helpline now.
0: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
3: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491.
1: All right, welcome back to Street Soccer. You know Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you. The discussion this segment, Promotion Relegation in U.S. Soccer. Is it a reality? Is it something realistic? Is it going to happen? Uh, Nick Webster, I tend to think it will happen, but we're going to be looking at 2025 20, years from now after uh, Major League Soccer has had a chance to finish its expansion because once the expansion has finished, uh, the Ponzi scheme will effectively be over.
4: Well, ultimately, Major League Soccer is the antithesis of what America is all about, as is the NFL and MLB and the NHL. America is built on capitalism. America is built on the idea that if you're a little guy and you work your ass off and you grind it out every single day, you can make it to the top. Well, American sports doesn't work like that. You can work your ass off in MLS, uh, I mean, in the lower leagues of uh, American soccer, and you will never, ever get to eat at the main table, unless, of course, you have that magical $200 million. So, I mean, I think it's farcical that uh, an, an American institution like soccer doesn't really believe in what this country was founded on.
1: You know, Nick, actually, you bring up a great point uh, and one that actually I'm going to shine a slightly different light on because if you've been following the news recently, you're going to see about all of these children that were admitted to prestigious universities who would not normally have got in and they got in because their parents paid a lot of money and got them through either the athletic department or they had them uh, someone else take the test for them. And you know, America has always been uh, the the shining uh, what castle on a hill or whatever the the statement was. The idea that if you work hard as you pointed out, Nick, you can achieve, but you know, the reality is it's just not true. The reality is if you have the money, you can buy the influence and you can buy the advantage. And we just saw that in this NCAA situation, uh, in the uh, university scam, where rich parents bought their kids in at the expense of kids who might otherwise have got there on merit. And, you know, Nick, we, we we pay lip service to this. You and I both emigrated to this country. You and I have this ideal of America. But the fact of the matter is,
4: it's BS. <laughs> Unfortunately... I'm going to have to agree with you 100%. It is complete and utter BS. And, you know, I feel really sorry for the teams, many of the teams in the USL that are not affiliated with Major League Soccer Clubs. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm closely aligned uh, in all transparency with the Las Vegas Lights. And to see what they're trying to do to make their ends meet, I mean, I'm, I'm privy to what the, the players' salaries are. I mean, it's, it's a real grind. It's a real struggle. And these people are doing it not to make money, Nick. Yes, it would be nice if they could break even. Yes, it would be lovely to make a profit. But they are doing it because they love this game of soccer and they want to become better. Uh, the players want to have the opportunity to actually play in Major League Soccer, to perhaps go on and represent their national teams. And it's just so, so difficult if you're not sitting at that main table, to even get noticed. I mean, USL now has a contract on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I'm, I dread to think what the viewing figures are, but I, I know that they are in the hundreds. They are not in the many, many thousands. And you mentioned the TV contract earlier. Yeah, Fox paid $90 million, I believe, for three to four years. I mean, $90 million is embarrassing. I mean, that's what one... one uh, semi-decent player goes for in Europe. Can you imagine that? The entire TV deal for MLS is half of Luis Suarez's right leg. I mean, that just shows you how far we've got to go. And, and unless MLS moves away from this Ponzi scheme idea and really embraces the capitalist market, I, I, I really do fear for the growth of American soccer. And like you said, it's going to be so, so long, 20, 30 years before all the franchises are divvied out and we actually have some owners who go, you know what, to make the game better, we need more competition. To create more competition, we must simply have promotion and relegation.
1: No, that's right, Nick. And you know, the the disgusting thing is, if you think about it, and and again, I'm not suggesting that MLS was created with this goal in mind because it wasn't. And I think I said earlier on, it's unreasonable to think that you're going to build a Tier 1 a professional soccer league from scratch in 1996, and it's going to look like it's going to be built in the image that you want it to immediately. I mean, so single entity, controlled expenses, keep a lid on it. That's, it was all very reasonable when they were growing. The point is there's no difference between Major League Soccer and what we're saying to someone like Brett Lashbrook, who owns the Las Vegas Lights. And by the way, uh, Brett is – this is not – this has nothing – I'm just using him as an example, and it may be a bad example because I've not had any discussion with him whatsoever about this. But a guy like that who owns a USL team, uh, you know, the only way he's going to get into the big leagues is to do like uh, those actresses did with their daughters – He's going to have to pony up to the bar, and he's going to have to slide a huge, fat water cash over to the admitting authorities. In this case, Major League Soccer, and say, "Hey, we want in. Doesn't matter if we're good enough. Doesn't matter if we're going to meet the qualifications on the pitch. All that matters is what's in this envelope is fat enough for you. If it is, can we join? And you know what? That answer is always going to be, Nick. It's going to be absolutely." Come on down. And, you know, it's so unfortunate that, and again, I'm not speaking for Brett Lashbrook or the ownership of the Las Vegas Lights. I'm in Las Vegas. They're our local USL team here. That's the only reason I I bring this up. But there could be another USL owner somewhere who's saying the same thing or an MPSL owner or someone. Nowhere will you see the miracle of teams like uh, Leicester City. Nick, where were they three years before they won the Premier League?
4: Well, they were they were scratching around uh, in the in the championship, you know, trying trying to get promoted. The, the, a conversation I would like to have, and this is just uh, me uh, fantasizing. It would be with Lamar Hunt, and for uh, uh, some of the listeners out there, they might not know who Lamar Hunt is. Lamar Hunt actually was a a big time sports owner, uh, owned the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but he was the man really responsible for saving Major League Soccer in in two thousand when. Teams were folding up left, right, and center. And he actually had ownership in four or five of the remaining eight teams. Yep. Now, Lamar Hunt was, was a real sportsman. He understood what competition was all about. I would love to be able to tap into our, our uh, local uh, gypsy and have a discussion with Lamar Hunt and to ask him what his thoughts are on promotion and relegation, and whether he would have been for it. Because, remember, the U.S. Open Cup was named after Lamar Hunt. This was a competition that he was very fond of. And what does the U.S. Open Cup provide that no other sporting arena in America provides? It gives the opportunity for for the small fry, for the amateur team to rub shoulders and mix it up with the big boys. And at the end of the day, isn't that what sports is about?
1: Yeah, it is absolutely, Nick. However, I will say this. First of all, you don't need a gypsy to tell you because actually I had the privilege of interviewing Lamar Hunt uh, about 2003. And um, he subsequently, uh, of course, has passed now. uh, But an absolutely delightful and charming man, I have to tell you, completely unassuming. He's the man that coined the term Super Bowl. Did you know that, Nick? Uh,
4: Yeah, I I think uh, my my sporting trivia does
1: go back that far yeah yeah anyway an absolutely uh, a splendid a splendid man a lovely fellow and uh, uh, sorely missed but you know ray orosco who we just had on the phone uh, actually he um he has written in on our facebook and you can find us on facebook.com forward slash Fist street sports talk he says in an open system teams don't make money for the owner in america owner have to make money on sports teams well I do think in an open system, teams can make money for the owner. I mean, uh, you and I talk about this all the time, Nick. We bemoan where the money's gone at Arsenal. Well, we bemoan where the money's gone at Manchester United. You know, we suspect, and we have very good reason to do so, it's gone into the coffers of the owners. But, you know, that is a mature league that has been uh, born and bred and raised over, you know, a 100-plus years. So it is going to take time to get there, Nick.
4: Well, no, I I would disagree with you. In fact, I would vehemently disagree with you. Money started coming into the Premiership when? In 1992, when Sky ponied up all that money. So if we're really honest with ourselves, the Premier League or English soccer, the riches of English soccer, is only four years older than MLS.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough, Nick. I I, I think that's probably right. But the funny thing is, many of the owners of European teams are looking at trying to create a closed system uh, through (laughs) something like a European Super League so they don't have to play the Russian roulette of promotion and relegation.
4: Well, yes. I mean, look, America is copied in many different ways. And when if you and I had a ball ball, franchise, a business that was worth a heck of a lot of money, and there was a chance that that money would be sliced in half if you and I did something terribly wrong, and the analogy, of course, is getting relegated, we would probably support the idea of no relegation. So, I mean, ultimately, doesn't it just come down to human nature, namely greed? I'm not going to lose my money.
1: Well, you know, Nick, uh, we will continue this discussion on the other side of the break. Uh, When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about where it looks from the perspective of the lower leagues, because we don't even have an up-and-down system there. It's impossible to go from NPSL to USL. Having worked very hard over the last four years to get a USL team and bring one here to Las Vegas, Mr. Brett Lashbrook did it uh, before before me uh, or after me, uh, my group. I can tell you it's very hard, very expensive. Let's talk about the difficulties in it and why promotion relegation is so important. We'll be right back after this. <laughs>
3: Hey Mike, how's the house coming along? Uh, needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. needs a new roof. The A.C. just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use.
6: Nice.
0: I'll check it out.
2: Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor.
0: That's 855-325-1780. Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty is 21 Days of Amazing Finds. It's 21 days to discover your new must-haves and can't-live-withouts. 21 days of daily beauty steals at 50% off, like the Anastasia Brow Wiz and the Tarte Toasted Eyeshadow Palette. Plus, hundreds of new releases from the hottest brands, a.k.a.
2: 21 days of I want that one, and that one, and that one.
0: Hurry in now through
2: April 6th. What will you discover? Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful.
6: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right
0: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. They
1: can't make things worse for me. Sometimes I'd rather die. Okay, I you're back with me, me here on Fifth Street Soccer. Multimodial and broadcast network. Time. Series XM 211, Dan I Patrick Sports. I'm Nick Eber. Uh, do I still have Nick Webster or is he... Uh, has he yeah, yeah, so Nick uh, Nick had to run, but that's okay. Gives me a chance to get up on my soapbox and tell you how I really feel about all of this stuff. Uh, By the way, I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's great to have you uh, with me and with us. We are with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and SiriusXM. By the way, we're also on the award-winning SiriusXM app, iHeart, TuneIn, etc., etc. I'm on Twitter, at Nick Eber. My co-host, Nick Webster, you can find him at Nick Webster. uh, And we're on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash Fistry Sports Talk. Look. The last thought on promotion relegation for me is this. There has to be, if without incentive, you will never get the best out of anybody. It doesn't matter whether you're a line factory worker, whether you're an executive, whether you are a policeman, whatever job, whatever function you perform, you need to be incentivized. There needs to be something that says, you know, at some point, there's a way out of this dreariness, or that's probably not the right word, but there's a way out of the situation you're in there so that you can you can do better. Nick Webster had mentioned this vision of America as this great meritocracy, which, of course, we know really isn't true anymore. Uh, and maybe it never was true. And I think it's, you know, illustrated beautifully by this Laurie Laughlin nonsense with these uh, awful parents bribing, cheating, stealing, getting their kids into colleges that they have no right to be in because they have not met the qualifications that other kids or potential students have met. And the only reason they get in is because they have a big fat water cash. And you can say the same thing about American soccer. What gives... The Sacramento Republic, who are a hot shoe-in for the next round of Major League Soccer expansion. The advantage play to get into Major League Soccer over, say, the Las Vegas Lights or any other one of the many USL teams that are out there. Well, you know, what gives them the advantage is the fact they have a very well-heeled investor group, and they have lots of money, and they have a stadium, and they have all the trappings that MLS want, including a big fat envelope with $250 million in it. And if you have that, and if you bring that up, well, welcome, boys. Come on down. Join the party. Join the show. You've graduated Harvard. You've graduated Yale. You've made it to MIT. You, my friend, are in the big leagues and all it takes is one great big huge fat wad of cash. Has nothing to do with whether your team is good, whether your coaching system's good, whether you're developing the right young talent, whether you are an integral part of your community. The only thing that matters, oh, is money. Money, 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 money. Now, you know. I get some of that. I mean, I, I, I really do. I really do. I get some of that. Uh, because obviously, you know, it's a business, right? And you want to make the money. And, you know, particularly a business has been struggling as badly as professional soccer has in America. But it can't be like this. It just can't be.
6: I've got 90,000 pounds in my pajamas. I've got
4: 40,000 French francs in my fridge. I've got lots of lovely lira, now the Deutschmark's getting dearer, and my dollar bills will buy the Brooklyn Bridge. There is nothing quite as wonderful as money. There is there nothing quite as beautiful as
1: cash. That's quite obviously it. That's what's, funny, what's motivating them.
4: All right.
1: Quite uh, uh, <laughs> the excuse money, to play the money, money song. Like uh, yeah, I mean, look, that's money, what it is, money, really, and, 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 you and you it's wrong. It's It has everything. It's wrong on so many levels, but it is where we are. It is where we're at. If you want to change it, you need to support those clubs that are writing in asking FIFA for change. And look, it's not going to happen tomorrow, and it's not going to happen next year. But as long as FIFA lays out a runway, a pathway, a road map... To peace, listen to me i 'm a uh, next uh, the next thing you know i 'll be Secretary of State here. We should be unhappy. We want a path we want to see when, where, and how the American soccer landscape will look like the rest of the world, and we can reap the benefits of the quality soccer that the rest of the world does rather than this absolutely absolute sham of a pre packaged product that 's thrown down your throat. And you are told that this is the best there is. This is a world-class league. That's absolute, unadulterated crap. Don Garber, the spinmeister, went on TV and and, and news uh, not too long ago talking about how mls has become a major player in the in the international transfer business, and I think MLs sold players or bought players for some ridiculous amount like uh i don't know twenty million dollars or thirty or eighty million dollars it worked out to be about like three or four million dollars a team think about that there's one and a half billion in player transfers this last year in the Premier League that is uh, major player in the international transfer market, not, you know, 100 million. I think that was the number, actually. I think MLS uh, MLS did about 100 million worth of player transfer dealings over the last year. I mean, that is, as Nick Webster said, that's uh, Luis Suarez's toilet paper allowance at Barcelona. So who are we fooling? Don't let people tell you that what they've given you is the best there is. Don't let people sell you short. And what's happening is the American soccer fan, since when I started bringing this wonderful sport to the mass airwaves 20 years ago, has developed, has become much more intelligent, has been much better educated, has been raised on the mother's milk of European football. And you know when some vacuum cleaner salesman is trying to sell you something that is substandard. That doesn't mean you shouldn't watch Major League Soccer, and it doesn't mean you shouldn't support it, it, particularly if it's your local team. But don't sit there and tell me that we don't need promotion relegation. We don't need to adhere to an international calendar. We don't need to do any of this stuff, because we are MLS, and this is a world-class product, and we're all very rich owners, and look at us. And oh, by the way, here's Lori Laughlin. Did you know her kids got into USC? Bada-bing! Don't let them feed you that crap, people, because you, you, you know it's just that. And you know that if they have to compete to stay at the highest levels of American soccer, if year in and year out, if there's ever a chance that LAFC or the LA Galaxy or the Seattle Sounders or the New England Revolution could get relegated, you know what that's going to mean? That's going to mean that Robert Croft's going to have to take some of his massage uh, happy ending money and he's going to have to put it back into the team to make damn sure you don't get relegated. It means that AEG are going to have to really spend a bit more on the Galaxy players. It means maybe you're going to have to start investing in your league and your club like the rest of the world because if you don't, you will get the Russian roulette, you will get the bullet, and you will go down to USL, and you will play in USL, and if you want to come back, you will have to work your proverbial ass to the bone, and you will have to invest money. Oh, and by the way, there's probably not an awful lot of difference in in revenue, because you know what? There's no big TV money. So that is what we have to address first. If we can address the TV contract and make sure there's enough money in there, we have to ask for promotion and relegation. No, wait a minute. Not ask for it. We have to demand it. But we can't demand it until that money is there. We can't. But we also have to ask ourselves, why is the system closed? Why is there such an absolute um, pushback on any notion of opening up the system? Why is this a club where the first one to the bar with a $200 million envelope can get in, or 250 now? And by the way, it's also very difficult to get a team in USL. They require a $5, 6000000 million upfront investment to get your team in USL. So a team in MPSL that wants to move up, well, they just can't do it because they're probably not going to have that money. Shouldn't they be able to move up the pyramid based on sporting fundamentals, based on achievement, based on success on the pitch? I think they should. But, you know, USL is a different problem in and of itself. Did you know that you have, in this country, almost the entire minor leagues of American soccer owned by one man, run by, the, by uh, Papadakis, who's the owner of USL? That's a for-profit entity. All of those teams vying to get into USL play their franchise fees. Those franchise fees goes to USL. The USL is a company and the owner is uh, Miss the Papadakis family. Do you really want the power of the second and third divisions of American soccer being held by one family? What are we, the godfather? So now you're going to have the first tier of American soccer is owned by Major League Soccer, a single entity. The second and third tier of American soccer are owned by the Papadakis family. How is that an open system, people? How is that fair? How does that give opportunity and chance and merit? How is that in any way, shape, or form a meritocracy? It is not. Again, Laurie Laughlin and her actress friends are laughing all the way, all the way to watch their kids Go to the best college in America. Well, you know, if you have the money, you can get your team into the best leagues in America. And you can line the pockets of Major League Soccer, and you can line the pockets of the Papadakis. Is that what you want? Oh, you didn't know that one family owns the second and third division of American soccer? They don't own all the individual teams, but they own the company. They own USL. That is not a public not-for-profit entity that is a for-profit company that exists to make money for its shareholders, which the largest shareholders of the Papadakis family. And is that really what you want? Because that's what you have. That's why American professional soccer is largely a scam. I don't mean there aren't great teams. I don't mean there aren't fun games to watch. I don't mean you shouldn't go and support your team. And there's certainly some great talent coming through. But don't believe for a minute the crap they give you. Don't believe for a minute that what you're seeing is the American version of the great world game. Because it ain't. What it is is the American version of the American game. Which is the game that runs on the golden rule. He who has the gold, well, they make the rules. What do you think? Let me know. Find me on Twitter, at NickGieber, N I C K g-e-b-e-r that's n-i-c-k g-e-b-e-r uh you can find my co-host there too at nick webster you can also find us on facebook facebook facebook.com forward slash fifth street sports talk love to know what you think this is a big debate in soccer major issue in american soccer let's hope fifa find some balls and decide they're going to do something about it all right when we come back I'm going to wrap the show up here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Series XM 211. I apologize, didn't get to the FA Cup semis. I'll touch on them for uh, a brief moment before we have to run for the evening. All right, be right back after this.
0: It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? 800-223-0992. 800-223-0992. That's
1: 800-223-0992. All right, welcome back. Uh, woo, that was quick. Welcome back. Just a few minutes left in the show. I wanted to jump right to it because... I wanted to talk very briefly about the FA Cup uh, semi-finals. They are set right now, uh, and I'm going to pull the pull it up for you uh, and tell you that right now for the semifinals, we have Manchester. This will be April the sixth. Manchester City, Brighton, Watford, Wolves, and I think if you told either Watford or Wolverhampton Wanderers that, or Brighton that uh, that at least one of them was going to be in the final of the FA Cup, that a bitten your arm off just to get there at the beginning of the season fantastic stuff all the big boys the biggest of the big boys with the exception of Man City are gone so we got Brighton Watford Wolves and Man City is of course an all Premier League affair look folks if you want to get back and talk about this situation with American soccer I am game I am up for it just let me know we will have Kartik Krishnaya on he's been very vocal about this maybe it's time we told you how? Who really runs the game here in America? Maybe it's time you understood, as I mentioned earlier, that there are really two entities, New Rock Holdings, who owns USL, which is Alec Papadakis and his family, and Major League Soccer, which is a single entity made up of a bunch of very rich team owners. This is exactly the same as what you've just heard over the last couple of weeks with this NCAA scandal, with these kids getting into college that they don't deserve just because they have money. There's no difference here, folks. It's the same. Welcome to America. Welcome to American soccer. Ain't it great? All right. I will be back with you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Just a few reminders. Love to hear from you. Let's continue the discussion and the debate Uh, Twitter is at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook is facebook.com forward slash 5th Streets uh, Sports. Uh, Find us there. And, of course, Nick Webster is at Nick Webster. We do talk on Twitter. We do have great discussions on Twitter. And so it is uh, always a a great thing. So also want to remind you to join me every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern time, because that is when I am on or we are on with you. And uh, we definitely uh, want to make sure that you make us a regular part of your week. All right. Until tomorrow, folks, have an absolutely wonderful evening. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. We'll speak to you (laughs)
5: soon.